Welcome to the Endless Gap Year podcast, your weekly advice podcast from two moderately successful or barely holding them together, Zillennials. Hello, everybody. It's Bryn and Kira. We're back again for another podcast. And this week we are talking about moving out of home at 18. As you can see, we are scraping the bottom of the barrel. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, I don't think so. (laughs) So both of us moved out when we were 18, pretty much. Um, But we had quite different experiences doing so. Um, What was your experience like, Kira? Um, So I guess I've moved out of home twice. The first time I did it was pretty hectic. I must say so myself. Um, I moved eight hours up the coast from my hometown in the middle of my HSC with my boyfriend at the time. Um, And I lived there for three months. Um, And then I moved home again. (laughs) Um, So then lived foray out of home. Yeah, it was a nice, quick experience, reality, hit of reality. And then I was like, no, I need mum to do my washing still. (laughs) Um, And so I moved back home. Um, But now I've just recently moved back out of home again, um, only four hours away from um, where I grew up, um, to do a season at the snow, as you would have heard from last week's episode. Yeah. Um, So I found it different moving out of home now. Um, I think it's a bit more organised. So the first time I moved out of home, it was a very quick decision. Well, this one was too, but um, I had to take into account um, the other people um, in the equation. Um, So now uh, this time it's just been me and I've already done it once. So I know like what to pack, what I need, um, what you really need in a new house. Um, how to do some things myself, like how to cook some meals, how to do my own washing, how to clean up and, I don't know, just care for yourself, really. Um, yeah. So I guess the first time moving out of home really gave me an insight into what I really needed and it threw me in the deep end. So um, this time was a lot smoother. Yeah. So I had a quite different story. I guess I moved out of home pretty much the week after my HSC finished. Uh, and I backpacked Europe for a bit and then I lived with a family as an au pair and then I lived, like, just in London, in house shares and stuff. Um, then when I came back to Australia, I lived with Lewis and one of my friends for the first year and then just with Lewis pretty much ever since then. Um, but I haven't, I haven't come back to home uh, since leaving. Like, I've come back to visit, obviously, but I haven't moved back for any extended period of time. Um, so, yeah, my my story is quite different in that way. But I didn't, think- I didn't find it difficult to move out of home, I didn't think. Yeah, I was just about to ask, did you think it was difficult moving out of home? No, I, like, I could already cook before I moved out because... Yeah. I often cooked stuff for myself when I was like, in the last few years of school. Um, and I could already do my washing and stuff. Like there were a couple of things that maybe I had to ask mum if there was like something made out of like a special fabric, like cashmere or something, I'd ask her how to wash it. 
but that was pretty much it. I don't yeah. think I had to ask mum for necessarily help about those things. My mum then did own the house that I lived in, so I had to ask her for help when things broke then because it was her <laughs> house. But apart from that, I haven't really had to to do anything like that. What about you? Did you find it difficult? No, not really. I think even the first time I moved out of home, I didn't find it that difficult. I think the situation I was in was quite difficult. Um, but, like, just the basic tasks of, like, doing your washing and um, really, like, caring for your own home and caring for yourself by yourself um, wasn't that difficult. And I think that comes down to um, our mother drilling it into us that when we leave home, we'll need to know how to do our own washing and make our own meals and... But I, don't I know. did that at home growing up. But like, I don't think I ever did a load of washing at home. No, I don't think so I don't either. Know if they used a washing machine at home. I'll be oh honest. my! Okay, okay, we're on different pages here. <laughs> yeah, but that's because you still live at home sometimes now. So then you do the washing for mum when she's not there, don't you? Um. Well, before I moved out of home the second time, I really wasn't at home much because I was working so much. But I think um, I would just be scared of mum getting mad at me <laughs> um, for not no, knowing how to use the washing machine, that I would just um, learn to use it. I never had to use it. I was never asked to use it. That's because we didn't think you could use it, so we just never asked you. I don't think it was that. I don't know. I just never did it. But I also think that, um, well, I don't know, for me, um, I reckon my, um, like, the jobs I started out in yeah. also have helped me a lot while moving out of home. So they've just taught me practical skills because I worked in hospitality. Um, so they've taught me practical skills about cooking and, and cleaning and, you know, stuff like that. Um, and I think that's really helped. Yeah, I think that's also important. What do I, you reckon you? I, well, I didn't really... Jobs I had weren't necessarily in hospitality in the same way that yours are. Like, I did work in a restaurant, but we didn't cook any. Like, I didn't do any of the cooking. I had chefs who did the cooking. Um, and I would keep my home cleaner than the restaurant was kept, I have to say. Um, and apart from that, I worked on a dairy. So there was no <laughs> there was no crossover between my home and what we did on the dairy. Um and, like, I worked in a hostel and that was also – none of it was – like, it just wasn't similar at all, I don't think. Yeah, yeah okay. I don't know. It was – yeah, I've had quite different jobs to you, I think, in that respect. So, no, I don't think I learned anything in my job, but I definitely – I don't know. Like, I cooked a lot for myself when I was in the last years of school because I just wanted to make – different things sometimes like I'm vegetarian so sometimes I would eat different stuff to what everyone else is eating so I think that I had to learn to cook uh in that way yeah yeah correct me if I'm wrong but I feel like you did struggle a little bit don't, don't you think like moving to London I and think, having with other people or yeah I think that some of the like the things that I struggled with weren't necessarily about the moving out of home bit and like not being with my parents being able to do things it's about like it was difficult to move so far away from home especially when things went wrong that was quite challenging but I think that the thing that I had the most difficulty with was living with other people and the way that other people do things 
because I feel like I have a very set way of doing things and I have OCD and I like diagnosed OCD, OCD, not just me being like, oh yeah, I'm OCD, um, <laughs> but there are very specific ways that I need to do things. Otherwise it's very upsetting for me. It causes a lot of anxiety. And obviously when you live with other people, you can't feasibly ask them to clean everything that they bring from outside when they come inside the house and take all of their clothes off and put their inside clothes on after having a shower and not sit on all of your furniture and everything unless yeah. it's related to you or they're your partner. And even then it's still difficult for <laughs> Lewis to have to deal with this all the time. Um, but, yeah, that was the most difficult thing was having people who do things differently to you in your home doing things. Yeah, for sure. I think um, living with other people is definitely something I've discovered um, moving out for the second time. Because um, when I moved out the first time, I was just with my partner. Um, so things that I didn't like him doing, I could just tell him and it would be okay. Um, yep. And also on the same page a lot with the cleanliness of things, which was good. Um, but now living with um, a whole different array of people um, and a lot more people, um, I have definitely discovered the little things that make me annoyed. Um, but this might also be an us problem that we can't tell other people. Okay. We live with. Yeah. <laughs> I think um, definitely I can see how I've developed them growing up in the um, environment I did. Yeah, but I think that what I mean by it's an us problem is that we can't tell other people that the things are upsetting us. Because do you tell the people? I yeah, just I internalise do. it. Oh, okay, I just internalise it a lot and get very upset about it internally. But I think um, if they were different people, I wouldn't tell them. But because they are the certain people, like, I don't know, it, it's different my with leg. everyone. That's why I have something in my leg. That's why I'm looking down. Oh. I have like a big, uh, like a bite. Anyway, sorry, continue. If there are no. other people. I'd finished, yeah. <laughs> okay. Mum's telling me about the jumper. Um, last episode, Kira was wearing a jumper that I thought was mine um, and that I didn't know if I actually wanted it or not and I didn't know whether I'd thrown it out or not. turns out I'd thrown it out. So that's the end of that story. Yeah, it's mine now. <laughs> that's okay. I realise I don't want it because I don't think it was the most flattering jumper on me, if I'm honest. Well, it's not really flattering on me, so I can get that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Turtlenecks are just unflattering. They, unless, unless you have a super long neck. Maybe we don't have a long neck. She's a jawline. Yeah, but, like, I feel like it's just too thick. It's a problem. Like, it goes all the way up to my chin, whereas on other people it's, like, down here. Yeah. Also, they feel yucky on my neck, so. Yeah, that one yeah, feels For so many reasons I didn't want it. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, what do you think you're going to continue living out of home or do you think you'll end up moving back with mum and dad? I think for the next few years I'm going to um, live out of home but sporadically. <laughs> I feel like I'm out of home. Pardon? Periods in and out of home, I said. Yeah, because I'm going to be doing seasons, I think. Right. Yeah. Um, do you think that if you went to uni or something like that, you would live with other people or you'd try and get a flat of your own or, like, 
a studio or something? What do you think you prefer about uh, when you live outside of home? I really like living with, like, it just depends on who the people are, I really think. I love living with the people I'm living with right now because they're my friends. Like, it's just, like, coming home, having a great chat with your friend. Like, it's all fun. I don't know. What's really interesting about us, Mm. I now as an adult, I am very introverted. As a child, you were very shy. And as an adult, you're very extroverted. Or not extroverted, but you're, like, more interested in being around people. Yeah. I think that's so interesting. Like, as a kid, people always were like, oh, my God, Brynn's so talkative. Like, I would always be, you know, yeah. talking about always mm-hmm. doing things, and you would be, like, hiding behind mum. Mm-hmm. Like, I distinctly remember you doing that. I would hide behind her legs, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, which really says something about your height at the time because <laughs> mum doesn't have much leg to hide behind. Um, but... Yeah, like, now as an adult, I, like, regardless of who I'm living with, mm. I don't like sharing at all. Really? I find it can be very overwhelming with, like, if I've been outside all day, my social battery's already done. I'm like, I do not want to come back and just be around other people. Even if they're people that I really like being around, it can mm. just be exhausting for me. And it's different. Like, Lewis is different because Lewis is my partner and – he doesn't really count he's just like like once he said this he was like oh you know I I say that was he was saying something oh yeah I say that to you because it's just like you're an extension of me and that's what it's like when you're with someone it's like you're you spend so much time around them that they just blend in I suppose yeah in the nicest way possible that is the truth yeah yeah but that's like I mean it in a nice way it's just you become so comfortable with them that it's fine being with them because you can just literally ignore them for hours if you don't feel like you can socialize yeah but I feel like if you live with friends there's sort of like an expectation in a way that you socialize I don't know do you feel like living in share houses I think I did originally um and then someone said to me just go to your room and I was like oh (laughs) but I also think i genuinely don't really go to my room much yeah do you feel like you have a very social share house I think we do definitely even though we work together and literally spend the whole day together we'll still come home and talk to each other um but I think if it was if it was just us it would be get a bit annoying but because we invite like our different friends right it yeah but we are definitely very social because we spend so much time together. We're pretty much like siblings now. Um, so there's never a day that, where I'll come home and just go straight to my room. I'm yeah. always like sit on the couch with them, have a chat. like. And I don't feel f- like I'm forced to do that. I feel like in some share houses you're like forced to like ask how their day was, you know. Yeah. I feel like that was an experience with my first share house when I was living in London. Where I live yeah. in- my friend Sophie, like, that was different because we've been friends for so long and, like, Sophie at times is also just wanting to be quiet, um, which I like in a person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I felt like we could be more comfortable around each other to not have to to socialise and, like, be around each other. But, yeah, in the other share houses I lived in, I lived in two different share houses, and one of them people were, like, 
everyone was social and like I felt somewhat comfortable socializing with them but there was always like the expectation that you would go and socialize in a way so I kind of felt forced to do it but in the other share house I was in I never socialized at all because like people just weren't in the house and like Mm. in the lounge room there was a playstation and that was it like I would go and sit in the lounge sometimes and no one would be in the lounge and they'd get into the lounge at like very odd hours like yeah late at night on the weekends when I was like I just want to be in bed or if I was working (laughs) a night time they would obviously no one's there at midnight on a Tuesday sitting in the living room (laughs) yeah well or if I was working a daytime by the time they got home after work and after doing whatever they were doing after work I was then like I've just been socializing with people all day I've come home I've been home for five hours and I don't want to now go out and be social again yeah that's fair enough. I feel like the like in our share house, like everyone's on the same page. So although we've all just been at work talking so much, we're still going to go home and talk even more. You know, like we're in. We've been put into this situation, like we're all like just doing a season, just here, like to have fun. We're all pretty much the same age, here to go out, like. And our time schedule is pretty much the same as well. Yeah. Um, so I guess, like, I think I know other people living here for the season, um, when people do have, like, different jobs, they'll still socialise. But, it would, yeah, I think it's um, different, like, if you've done different things um, throughout the day. Yeah. Kind of. I think because, yeah, it depends a lot on schedule as well. Like, if people have to get up at 5 a.m. every morning, they're probably mm. going to be sitting on the lounge talking at 1 a.m. Yeah, or we definitely are. <laughs> I mean, we've got to get up at five o'clock, though. Pardon? We've all got to get up at five o'clock, so we're like, uh. right? Yeah, <laughs> maybe maybe that's other people. I I need sleep. Well, like I feel like doing a season. You like you're not gonna do a season unless you're an instructor and you're really serious about skiing. You're not going to do a season and, and not want to go out and party and stay up late and talk to people, you know? I would probably still do it and not do any of those things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. But that's just because I'm not interested in those things. But I am interested in the snow, which is the reason I'd be there. Yeah. But I, I get it. It attracts a certain type of person. And I'm not the person it attracts, typically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Much. But anyway... That's just because I'm not into that stuff. Um, I think that this is now basically the end of the episode. Um, yeah. I really good talking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, thank you guys for watching the podcast again or listening to the podcast or absorbing the podcast, whatever you want to say. Um, we will be back again next week chatting about something interesting, possibly interviewing someone. Who knows? Uh, anything could happen. This is not a planned thing. What can I say? Uh, please follow the podcast on whatever platform you're listening on, on our Instagrams. Uh, most of the people who listen to the podcast know Kira, so tell Kira <laughs> I'm a person. Uh, yeah, that's basically it. We'll see you guys next time. All my friends that listen, and that's everyone. <laughs> Goodbye.